is up duelists hello and welcome to um, pod of greed the world's only the world's best the world's most spectacular Yu-Gi-Oh podcast officially sponsored by the kaiba corporation i am sarah also known as dalinar kaiba and one of our listeners got that joke hi <laughs> hi i'm max aka archfiend milf hmm. <laughs> hi i'm dan silva aka beta cuck the magnet warrior <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I just couldn't make that joke like four episodes ago. Yes, and it is just now coming to fruition. <laughs> it is still good. Finally, we've. I mean, like, it, everything did come together. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Together as one. Yeah. In episode seventy-one, unite them. Oh wait, no, wait, it was called unity. 70, that was se- my what? Wait, wait, wait. Bo- both of what you said was wrong. <laughs> So it's what's episode, the episode called? I've written down Unite Them, but that's not it's it. Episode, it's episode 72, Unite. Really? Oh, Jesus. It's just Unite? It's just Unite. Just kind of Never a simple mind. one. Huh. All right, then. Um, uh, I've got uh, Yugi versus Kaiba. Or Double Duel Part 2, Yugi and Kaiba versus Loomis and Umbris. Or, sorry, Part 3. Part 3. Is it my failure? Sometimes it does feel like it's Yugi versus Kaiba. Hmm. Um. Yeah. <laughs> See, honestly, I, I honestly I really like this episode. It, yeah, it did like some really fun stuff with Kaiba. I think <clears throat> the first half of the duel, I just like couldn't really care about because it was just like the most confusing thing in the world. And then it's like when they actually started working together, I was like, oh, this is good now. I love Kaiba so much. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of got past the overcomplicated mechanics when we still had a bunch of those and got to like. Uh, this is the teamwork, but Unity. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. Do you get it? Ooh. Um, and I, I like. Ooh, I liked it. It was um, very good to me. Yeah. Speaking of uh, teamwork and stuff, so the episode kind of opens. I mean, there's a wee flashback, um, and then the episode proper opens with Kaiba kind of finally understanding what teamwork means, but then he's still a fucking dick about it. Yeah. Yeah. In the dub, he's more like working out of sheer pragmatism. Like, he straight up says right at the beginning, Don't tell me you're still hung up on this teamwork thing, Yugi. It's getting a little old. Yeah, the the first line we get from Yugi in the in the sub is, Kaiba, do you finally understand the meaning of teamwork? Like, probably not. And like Kaiba goes on like this like we spiel where he's like ah Yugi I have I have manipulated you into being part of my strategy ah ha ha. Yeah. Yugi is spoon feeding Kaiba teamwork, not unlike how you would disguise vegetables for a child. Yes. For, honestly, I find like Kaiba is like the that one like puppy in a co-op shooter who just runs off and does like everything on their own. Yeah. Yeah, but like the thing is, like now the thingy he is like he's doing the teamwork, but like he's like selling it to himself, like ah well, I'm actually exploiting uh, my partner here because I'm it's me, I'm all me. Like he's a CEO. Yeah. Exploitation is the only thing he knows how to do. 
Yeah. yeah. He literally has to be tricked into doing well. I love it. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, uh, this gets Blue Eyes out. Um, but Blue Eyes still has less attack points than the fucking hell creature that the other guy has that looks bad. But, Whatever it is. Yeah. Nasty boy. But the thing was, like, Yami was still, or Kaiba was still able to destroy him because when his, his card Gilfer was taken out last round, uh, it did, like, this, like, attack, a special move when it got sent to the graveyard where it reduced the Masked Beast's attack points just enough that Blue Eyes could destroy it. Yeah. Yeah, and I really like the moment um, that, like, because... Kaiba is like hesitating to attack because attack points, blah blah blah. And Yugi or Yami is just like, just do it, Kaiba. Like, do it. Trust me, I'll be, it'll be fine. And like, you know, Kaiba goes and like does the darn thing because like obviously, like he fucking implicitly trusts Yami, but like he will never ever admit this. You know, yeah, and then like after, yeah, they're doing after, teamwork. They're just doing it, but he's still doing like fucking so good. <laughs> yeah, like I said, and Dub Kaiba straight up says. Yugi's trying to take my glory. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think like in the sub, he says, I can't believe Yugi manipulated me. Yeah! <laughs> it took dream oh, teamwork. God. Like, the entire time, he's so mad that he's being tricked. I've said, I think I said this once a good while ago, but part of what makes Kaiba really entertaining, both dub and sub, is that he is a rival who adamantly refuses to have a redemption arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he gets like moments of it. He gets like little bits and bobs of like, "Hey, you did something good," but then he immediately is like, "No, I must, I must enter back into my asshole persona. No one can know that I'm actually a good person on yeah, the inside." Yeah, yeah, relatable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so uh, they destroy the nasty yucky thing. I think. Yeah, um, it's dead. Bill continues. Uh, Yami's losing like a million life points a turn. Alpha the Magnet Warrior shows up. The, yeah. the Chad Magnet. The, alpha, alpha the yeah, the Alpha. You know, he's just Alpha. He knows how to be Alpha. He's very Alpha. He's a real. He's a real man's man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So if if Alpha is like Chad and like Beta Cook, then what's Omega? Er, uh, gamma. Gamma was it Gamma? Gamma's I wasn't paying Gamma's attention. I just picked lad. another Greek letter. Gamma's uh, like. I don't even know. Gamma is not heterosexual. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, no. Ooh, Gam- nice. Gamma, Gamma, Gamma's a non-binary magnet. Hell Damn, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, some dual stuff happens, and then we cut to like boat stuff and docks, and Anzu and Mukaba are having a chat about yeah, something. Um, yeah. yeah, they're trying to then- escape. Yeah, we get like a wee scene where Joey is tied to a chair, which mm-hmm. like I, we've seen Joey tied to a chair before, right? This was really I, familiar to me. We I feel definitely like have. It's it just I was getting like deja vu, and I was like, we've definitely this is. <clears throat> I mean, even what? if we haven't seen it before, it's definitely like a very Joey thing to have happened. So I believe. Yeah, it maybe before, in like regardless. season zero. That seems Def- like a Simpson Zero thing. I was thinking it was the Yo-Yo episode, but like Yugi was the only one that was tied up in a Yo-Yo episode because I remember having to Google Hogtied, and that was a big mistake. Oh, I'm, <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, I mean, every character has been tied up at some point in this show's lifespan. Yeah, I, yeah. D- I want 
to point this out, because I don't know if it's the same in the dub or not, but when, like, Joey's tied up and, like, this big rare hunter who's got the face tattoos approaches him, Joey isn't scared. He's fucking pissed. Yeah, Yeah. he's staring this fool down. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to point out that this this guy's like voice in the sub is like extreme old man voice. He's like, Hello, it's, so, it's so good. It's like this, it's like this deep, gruff voice. I love him so much. Whose name I, I think I cut out when we said his name last episode. We, yeah, we don't. It, we're not but... supposed to know his name yet. Yeah, um, and honestly, I don't know his sub name. I forgot it. It's I not great. Out. <laughs> um, so Joey gets warged into by Merrick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joey uh, got norded. Joey got norded. Yeah. You know, we we see his eyes. I I like how it's like universal like anime uh, symbolism for when you get mind controlled, your pupils go away. Yeah, and it's just your irises. It's hey, hey, that hey. reminds me. In season zero, Yami didn't have any pupils. Huh? Because the pharaoh was warged into Yugi. Huh? Yeah, but the like the pharaoh's a fucking person and has pupils. Warg of the week. Work of the week. Work of the week. Um, so yeah, we we then get a wee scene of Anzu and Mokuba escaping from the the place by piling up boxes. This yeah. absolute Mount Everest of cardboard boxes. There's so a many lot of in this cardboard building. I, just thinking of all the craft yeah. projects I could do with these cardboard boxes. Think of all the cool mm. robot armor you could make from it. I oh, could make a whole yeah. Evangelion out of cardboard if I had those boxes. Oh my god! Maybe I'm not talking see. a costume. I'm talking a full size. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! A two hundred meter tall angel robot. <laughs> yeah. Um. As as Mokuba's leaving, like he, he gets to the top of the window, and all the boxes collapse because all the um the rare hunters like ran to the room to try and. Wait, stop I got them. one. Anzu says, "Get in the boxes, Mokuba." <laughs> okay, we can carry. On. <laughs> um, he he's like holding onto the windowsill, and he's like dangling as the boxes fall. And Anzu's like, "You know, get out of here." He says something along the lines of, "If if I can get out, I can have Kaiba Corp crush these ghouls." Like probably not. You've done a really good job so far. I mean, mm-hmm. we do see in like episode three that Kaiba Corp does control all the cops in Domino City. It's, it's oh yeah, it's Kaiba's world. We're just living in it. Yeah. Um. So Mokuba escapes and runs away, and they can't find him. Blah blah blah. And we yeah. go back to the duel. We get another titty monster. Oh yeah, Rogue Doll. Rogue Doll. I don't know. I didn't take a close look at it, so I'm just gonna go ahead and assume that the titties are less obvious in the in the uh, dub. It's yeah. actually very obvious. I mean, regardless, it's obvious because it's just a head, arms, like '80s hair metal hair, and just like two perfectly round pieces of wood. Mm. It's good. What more do you need? What, yeah. what more could you need? You might not like it, but this is peak performance. <laughs> <laughs> this is the ideal monster card body. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, the the guys do like a bunch of mask stuff. Blue Eyes oh, is so gonna much. attack the mask of weakness. Ma- mask of a fucking bunch of masks and then Blue Eyes is in the cookie. Um and Yugi kind of comes in clutch at the last minute with like a nifty trap card and saves Blue Eyes. Yeah. Um which then prompts Kaiba to get like the sick monologue of the episode. Oh, yes. Do you got mm. this, Sarah? I have got it all. Please. Wait on us. Um, so he goes, What is power? Power is the only thing you can trust in order to survive in battle. Everyone is my enemy. Power is a weapon given to me to crush my enemies and protect myself. Power should only exist for me. But the power of teamwork. 
does the power of teamwork exceed my power? And like, he just has an existential crisis. It's really good. Yeah. Hashtag I don't know why Kyber I did that in an American accent, but not a Kaiba. Yeah, voice. I was gonna say I couldn't tell of like what's the that that's that's the uh, that's the Irish dub of Kaiba. Yeah, that's good. That's that's the Kaiba who orders a hundred cheeseburgers. Yeah, <laughs> God, a hundred cheeseburgers sounds really good right now. I have not eaten today. Uh, let's see. A little see bit nauseous, to be honest. Um, um so <laughs> yeah, he has this little existential crisis, and then um. Because, you know, the power of teamwork, like, fucks up the mask's plan. And, like, they start arguing. Um, As if if on cue, when only one side can have teamwork in this duel. Yeah, Mm. yeah. The the, the orb of teamwork passes to Kaiba and (laughs) Mokuba. Yugi, God. Oh, my Um, God. Could you imagine if Kaiba and Mokuba dueled together, like, on the same side? Oh, that would be be cool. Do we ever see Mokuba duel, like, properly? Like, he did for a wee bit in Jailer's Kingdom, right? Yeah, he did season zero as well, right? Or was it just like a oh, little shit? Oh, he he had um. Oh yeah, the, the he did do in zero. In season zero, capsule like monsters, that was yeah. his thing. Yeah, like he was he did the capsule monsters in the weird like glass chamber that like had smoke in it or something. Mm, glass chamber has smoke in it. Sounds like sounds like a weed joke. Yeah, he also did that thing where he tried uh, to poison Yugi or something. I can't even remember. That was a yeah, season zero was wild. Yeah. Season Might zero is even... so good. Yeah. Um but this is not season zero. Um no. this is no. season fucking three or some shit, and then uh, tragically Honda and Shizuka has a thing in this. Yeah. Did Honda get a new voice? I mean, I know he did, but for some reason I only just now noticed it. His voice is completely different than it was before. Did you notice this, Sarah? Mm-hmm. Before, like, when was yeah. I don't know. I know I yeah, try not I'm, to pay attention to Honda, to be honest. Yeah, that's so. Fair. I've really got to point this out. Oh, so, God, yeah. when I'm watching the scene, Tristan's like doing like some nice, like, encouraging words for Serenity and like how uh... he want how he hopes for the best for her and all that stuff. And then Serenity says, Here's I'm so lucky to have an awesome friend like you. And Tristan thinks to himself, upset and tragically did she say friend oh no it looks like i'm stuck in the friend zone oh my god (sighs) why how did the friend zone as a concept exist this far back in history this was probably dubbed in like what 2002 three 2002 or thereabouts you a different question where did the friend zone as a concept come from in popular culture in the 2000s? Oh my god. Where did it come from? Oh my god. Do you know? I, I don't know. Oh my god. My theory is this is where it came from. <laughs> the origin of the friend zone. Did we find of, it? Of course it would be from Honda. Who else? Who else but Honda? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it came, it was around and came from other places, but... I mean, two thousands. I definitely remember a lot of cartoons where it was like, "Oh, the bad, the good girls only want the bad guys. Why can't a nice guy like me have a good girlfriend?" Oh God! Different question. Why doesn't Shizuka want like one of the bad guys? She sure she'd have a crush on someone cool. Well, she'd have. I mean, she's been like stuck in that room all the time. I think it'll it'll yeah. we'll get like something fun like love at first sight when she takes off the bandage while she knows she's dueling and see like the duelist and she's like oh hello yeah that'll be fine mm. 
Yeah, we have that we scene, and then we cut we cut back to Kaiba, and Kaiba is like, power, 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 power! <laughs> he's trying to, he's trying to snap shit. himself out of teamwork mode. He's trying to remind himself <laughs> to be an asshole. <laughs> oh, did we mention that uh, uh, Joey Nort, like, encountering Taya? Oh, yeah, he just kind of, like, creepily walks into like the room that she's in and like yeah i think it. we might have this later but it does like it, it's it's a really like creepy scene yeah. where taya is like jo- joey is that you are you gonna say something say something and he just looks up and his eyes are blank and you're like oh yeah. oh, oh well freaky. it's a bit different in the dub because he immediately just says in the full skeletor merrick voice oh i am not the joey you know <laughs> Why would, they, why would they add that? Maybe to make it less creepy? I mean, I, I would I'm, probably yes. be creeped out as a kid. It certainly lightens the mood, I'll say. Mm. So, God. yeah, anyways, um, Duel, I'm sorry about that. But yeah. I, as this is going on, uh, one of them uses Pot of Greed. Oh, yep. It lets you draw two more cards and add them to your hand, and it lets us take two sh- take two shots and add them to our digestive tract, I guess. Tummy. <laughs> Max, are you taking a shot? It's just me and Don. I have an energy drink. I have to go out again later. Ah, uh, that's fair. I'll, I'll just, drink. Right. Just shoot this. I'll drink this horrible liquid that's killing me. I I was going to make myself a the coffee creamer and fireball, but I'm out of. Uh, the coffee creamer is probably expired by now, and I don't want to risk it. So I have decided to uh, make a boozy milkshake with uh, strawberry ice cream, and it's actually pretty good. Nice, nice. I'm I'm looking forward to like having this more elaborate like Dan cocktail hours on this. Mm. Yeah. I mean, oh meanwhile, I'm just shooting straight fireball. So mm. yeah, what can you do? Yeah, I can definitely relate more to straight fireball. I'm not one for fancy things in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, You're a simple man with simple tastes. It's true. Yeah. And thank you for saying it. You go say. How was it done? It was pretty good. I uh, I might next time mix it with a different ice cream just because like maybe like something that complements the cinnamon better, or maybe use a different kind of booze that complements like strawberries something better. Mm. 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 Like a like peach schnapps or something. Hmm. Mm. Um, so yeah, so back to the deal, Pot of Greed, um, so this, he gets a bunch of card, and then Mask of Light does some bullshit where he steals his partner's cards, and, like, his partner fucking hates this. Yeah. Um, and then he does a bunch of really overcomplicated stuff involving a top and blah blah blah, and manages yeah. to summon a really big monster. Um, yeah. the big monster does have thigh-high boots, uh, very nice. Yeah. I aside from that, it's bad to see. The only really important thing about this strategy is, like, he makes, like, Loomis give Umbra up his cards and, or give, make Umbra give up his cards. And when he, like, does this, this, like, top thing with the chosen one, it, like, it it puts, like, Umbra's cards at risk and Umbra's kind of pissed about it. Yeah. Like, earlier, Kaiba had already begun to kind of sow the seeds of doubt in them, just, like, kind of egging them on and stuff. And they're basically like, if you destroy my cards, I'll kill you for real. I mean, they don't say that, yeah. but might as well. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Um, but then, like, because the strategy ends up in um, what's his face, Loomis being able to summon like a really, really big, powerful, strongest monster in their deck, monster that has kinky boots. Um, the other mask <laughs> is like, oh, actually, uh, my partner's really good, and I trust him again. Uh, an orb of teamwork retrieved. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, and the episode kind of ends with like Yami's thinking of a strategy to do, but it only works if he's like not the target. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, he's th- like five hundred life points left at this point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then the next episode opens up with the guys being like, "Oh, Yugi, we're gonna attack you." Yeah. Right. Um. Uh, games. Gaming. Yeah. Game formats. Why did I say I like a Scooby Doo ghost? Gaming. Gaming. Have you experienced gaming recently? <laughs> More likely than you think. Gaming uh. in my household? <laughs> so I I realized that Yakuza Kiwami 2 came out last week. So, and I realized I'd never gotten around to Kiwami 1, so I've been playing Yakuza Kiwami 1, and it's it's pretty good. I I don't think it's as good as Zero, but there's some definite improvements. There's things I enjoy more, and admittedly, a lot of, like, the things behind are just, like, just the result of it being an older game, and, like, the stuff that's, like, from the original game isn't has some stuff that's not as well written. Like, the sub-story... You can tell when a sub-story is from the original game because most of the sub-stories, it feels like, are just Kazuma Kiryu getting conned by some rando. Yep. He's so gullible. I love him so much. I mean, I, I do like to see those the times I've seen it, so yeah. I guess. But, um... They are fun. And... But more the more important thing about Kiwami is because the character Goro Majima is really important to the series, but in the first game, he was a pretty minor role. They re they added a mechanic that would, that would bring Majima to the forefront of the story and they call it Majima everywhere. Majima everywhere is a special mechanic where in certain, in certain points of times on the map, there Every time you go into the main map, Majima is hidden somewhere, and you have to find him. And when you and the more you find him, the more you learn powerful like moves for your ultimate fighting style. It's so good. Yeah, I and, love hide and seek the video game. Yeah. Also, like when when you do it, like as like the plot goes on, it's like a whole like subplot and like. As you like gain ranks, you get like special mission ones where where he like sets up a whole special encounter at like us at like at like different things like in in like the one I most recently did like he sets up a a welcome back party for Kiryu and it's just like in the middle of like like a strip club or something <laughs> and it's just like him dancing on the stripper pole. Very good. <laughs> oh god. Yakuza Thank you, Majima. Uh Sarah, do you know who voiced Goro Majima in the English dub of Yakuza? Uh, it's Mark Hamill out? in it. It was Mark yeah. Hamill. He does have Joker voice canonically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I really wish that there was. I wish that there was an option to play Kiwami with all the Japanese audio, except Majima just has Mark Hamill's voice again. <laughs> yeah. Kiri That'd, be chan. That'd be very twisted. Yeah, uh, mm. Max, what have you been playing? I have been playing a game called Days Gone. It's like the latest uh, PlayStation exclusive. It's yeah. it's a it it feels like a game that's about five or ten years too late. It's a big open world zombie survival kind of game. Um, <clears throat> you play as this dude, butthole McDirt bike. His name is Deacon St. John. He's just like a weird, dumb biker guy. Um, like has wears this awful backwards cap all the time. And like, he's just, he's weird. He's not that likable at first. Um, then the game looks very, uh, like <clears throat> it looks very like mediocre and like kind of by the numbers like, you know, the zombie craze is definitely over by now, but it's actually like a really, really fun game. Um, because like the zombies are, first of all, the zombies are called freakers because no media property is apparently allowed to call them zombies anymore. Um, yeah, so you know, someone got zombies TM, and so now we've got freakers TM. Yeah, but most people call them it's, freaks, which is fine. It's the uh, 1-900-490 call freak. <laughs> <laughs> Super freak. <laughs> Um, oh, God, freak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's it's set in like the the wilds of Oregon. Um, it's really pretty. It's like all like mountains and forests and stuff. Um, it's like you know you're surviving. You're like trying to take care of your partner who got his arm all messed up by the Rippers, which is like a faction of like weird like fanatical killing cult people. Um, it has this really cool mechanic called hordes, where like in certain parts of the map, you will find hordes of, of zombies. And I'm talking like 200 zombies. And when you see one, it is horrifying because they see you like the music kind of swells up. You get these really scary violins and like you have to run. If you're not ready, like they will like literally tear you apart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a really fun game. I don't know. I'm like really liking it. It's just you like you have all you guns, you like craft melee weapons and stuff. You like do missions for for camps. Like all the characters are actually really really well written and like they have good interactions and the voice acting is great like the main character deacon saint john like you can tell he's like this unhinged dude who's been out in the wild for too long he like Mm -hmm. seems to enjoy like all the killing he does but anyway it's just like a weird fun game that like is getting like not amazing reviews but i would like rate it very very highly i don't know it's fun it's like i'm in i'm allowing myself to indulge in like dumb zombie killing fun we love it nice nice um I've rolled myself a Pokemon. Oh, oh, oh this is oh. one of my favorites. Who is it? Who is it? Wait, is this this isn't the one you said huh. you would work into earlier, right? No. But would you work into this Pokemon? Absolutely. I could be both an underwater and a bug. Uh, yeah, those are the two things. Um yeah, so this is a uh, number seven hundred and fifty two Arac Araquanid. It's like a, I I yeah. like that a lot. It's a fun pun between arachnid and aqua, and I am sold. Also, um, you know, Detective Pikachu came out this week, so not really a spoiler, I guess. But if I had to warg into this Pokemon, I would be having fucking tons of fun. It just this looks like a really fun Pokemon to be, and it's it's made of bubbles. It's 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 you know, as Max said, it's b- bug underwater, both things, but you. It's just it's good, okay? I'm looking it's... at it, and it looks like if a spider was an astronaut, but instead of going into space, it was going to go underwater, and that's 
sick. Its design makes me think of Pikmin, honestly. Well, like, I can you see could, that. Like, it, it's not like one-to-one, but it does feel like a boss you would fight in a Pikmin game. I mean, it looks very similar to the BD Longlegs. Oh, yeah, that guy. Um, I'll also, the, descri- the description says it delivers headbutts with the water bubble on its head. Small Pokemon will get sucked into the bubble and drawn there. And I love this. And I, I literally, I think I'm going to give this Pokemon like a four. Yeah, mm. it, it deserves it. Yeah. It's, it's a big spider. What more could you want? Big spider with a water on its head? Fuck yeah. He's yeah. always hydrated. It's a yeah. dying milk spider. We love it. It's a it real feels creature. like you would have to like throw the Pikmin at the nubs. And if you tried to throw it in the bubble, it, they would just like drown and die instantly. Yeah, you got to have blue Pikmin. Yeah. Gotta get the nubs. Gotta get those nubs. You gotta get... Did I, did I ever tell you that I one of my nicknames for my dogs is nubs? Because she has like a little nub tail. Oh, oh. fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Episode on... 73, Obelisk the Tormentor. Wonder what happens in this one. Good title. Gotta say, like, unironically, I like when the title's saying like, hey, cool shit's gonna happen in this one. Better pay attention. You want to see a big boy? Watch this. Want to see the biggest lad this side of the Mississippi? <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I we I said that you know the episode opens up with Lubus being like Yugi, I'm going to attack you. Um, and then Yugi's like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. And then Kaiba does a whole kind of threatening Ooh. monologue that's like, yeah, well, what about blue eyes? Are you a coward? Are you going to realize that I'm going to destroy you with your, my blue eyes after you do this? Better um, make it count. He, yeah, literally. Um, so he baits the guy into attacking him instead. Kaiba's learning how to teamwork. He's doing it, and we're all very proud of him. Um. So yeah, the weird Descardius creepy the other masked monster attacks and kills Blue Eyes, and Yami basically is like, I will take Kaiba's Blue Eyes spirit as a decoy, or like Kaiba knew that Yami was going to use that as a decoy, basically, because he knew that Yami needed to survive. Um, mm-hmm. And he plays the non-binary Gamma Magnet Lad, which, and when all three Magnet Lads are out, they can combine to form not Omega Ultron. Magnet. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I would, it would, it's called Valkyrion the Magnet Warrior, but like, shouldn't it be called Omega the Magnet Warrior? Something like fitting with the Greek alphabet. I digress. Um, yeah, it, that would make sense. Yes, but also it is just Voltron, though. Yeah, it would make it would make too much sense, so we can't have it in the show. Hmm. Yeah, it yeah. looks lame. Logic? I don't like it. I don't like it how it looks. Honestly, I thought it was pretty cool looking. I think all the like the, all the individual magnets, I think, look cooler than Valkyrion does. Oh, that's true. Valkyrion Valkyrion is very like skinny. Yeah, I want my monsters thick. <laughs> I mean. What I'm going to say is, like, I think that that uh, if the if if uh, Valkyrian was more like aesthetically similar to his like creation, the parts that make him up, I think he would be a better monster for it. Yeah. 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 Because we get like a little sequence of all the magnet warriors, like, you know, unmagnetizing and all their parts come apart and like screwing back together into the big boy. And it's a very cool animation. Yeah, it is cool, but it just it seems like a different creature. Yeah, yeah. Um it one of the masks the mask that was attached to uh beta like falls apart and gets destroyed as it disassembles, which is kind of a neat touch. 
Um, mm-hmm. That like helps get rid of things, but and then Kaiba basically sees it and he's like, "That's cool and all. The power of teamwork is nice, but it's not enough to suppress my blue eyes' anger for being sacrificed." Yeah, like he's so fucking mad that his blue eyes, uh, like he's just like blue eyes died for your sins. Yeah. Yugi, why aren't you attacking already? <laughs> and Yugi's um, like, "Can you chill?" Yeah, for he, one he literally. <laughs> Yeah, he literally really says, good. "Calm down for one turn, Kaiba, please. I'm begging you." Mm. <sighs> yeah, it's around this point that like the table, the turn tables, and now Kaiba has a plan that would fuck over Yugi's plan, yeah. and realizes he's going to need Yugi's help in order to do it. Where were you when Kaiba learned how to do teamwork? Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah, because like. He's like at first he's like really mad, and then Yugi is like whoa 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 like don't let your emotions rule you. And then he like d- like s- sort of thinks about strategy, and then he's like, do it, Yugi, attack. And like yes. he's like Yugi's like yes, I trust you, and like does it. And it's like almost like it's 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 teamwork. It's teamwork, baby. Yeah. Um. So Valkyrian attacks. Um. He knows that Desgardius, the the gross mass monster, has a secret ability. So the magnet kills Descardius, but its masks kind of like fall off and they form a mask of remnants, which is very ugly. Yeah, um, it's some Majora's Mask ass shit. Honestly, these all look like Majora's Mask masks, and I very do like like I like how it's kind of creepy in that way, but they're also mm-hmm. grotesque and I don't like them. This mm-hmm. one feels specifically like one of the final bosses of that game. Yeah, it feels like like a, a door or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the, the nasty looking mask is just sort of Swamps its way onto Voltron, and now um, Voltron is being controlled by the. <laughs> I like that swamp. Yeah, swamp. It just sort of swamp. It's like a. It swamps. You know, I speak English. Um. So yeah, the the Voltron's being controlled by the the Loomis and Umbra guys. Um. And then uh, the, uh, the, the yeah, it attacks Yugi, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but Yugi has a clever plan, which was all car- part of Kaiba's clever plan, I think, probably. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And plays defusion. Yeah. It the uses the all... situation. <laughs> yeah. The magnets all like split apart again, like they did originally to form Valkyrion. So now there's three monsters on the field. And then Kaiba mm-hmm. plays Cross Sacrifice, mm-hmm. which bypasses the Mask of Restrict because he's not tributing his own monsters. He's tributing his opponent's monsters. And yeah. what can be summoned with three tributes but the big man himself? Oh, fuck Daddy. yeah. Oh, big I have got to mention how this is in the dub because, like, they play, like, this big, powerful, like, like orchestral thing with like Latin with like Latin Whoa. chanting in the background. It's so fucking good. Yeah, Obelisk Obelisk has I think each individual god card has their own theme in this mm, sub mm. as well. Like Obelisk yeah. is like this. Like, dun, 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 dun. It's like a very it's very recognizable. Yeah, Sarah knows it. Yeah, and it's just it's just a really like fucking intense as hell like sequence where yeah. fucking God comes down from the heavens, you know, as yes. expected. Yeah. Um, he's big. He's as it so turns out. big. He's so he's big. Just, like, kind of, him he's just kind of floating there. His him big. He's the him big chunk. 
I literally He's... have the words him bake in my notes. <laughs> and that's all um, I have. Yeah, that's all I gotta know. Uh, what Ma- can you say? He is Malik- the biggest chunkus. <laughs> uh, so at this point, when when Obelisk is summoned, Malik notices that he like is like, "Oh, I feel the the power of Obelisk." But why did he not notice it until now? Kaiba's used Obelisk like twenty times so far. You think that I mean, he would? Didn't felt he it. notice it in like episode two, and that was the reason he decided to come to Battle City? Oh, maybe I don't know. We no. get like a very like specific scene of him being like, "Whoa, Obelisk." Maybe he just knows where he is now. But no, he. I guess he would have already known because he told the ah, fucking number. know. I don't know. Just Those things would make sense. Who knows? <laughs> not in my show. Yeah. Um. So obelisk big and obelisk smash. Yeah. Kaiba yells, "Vanish, you wimp!" Oh, and just yeah. straight up like punches Mask of Darkness with obelisk. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Mask of Darkness loses all of his life points. Mm-hmm. Um. The, the bomb goes off, and he falls through the glass, just fucking falls to his death. Yeah. Um, but then the you thing... know those... Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, like, they specifically say he's going to fall into the Shadow Realm, but he doesn't. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, God. You, do, do, so do, do you get the wee sequence where he has a parachute in the Yes, jump? of course I would. <sighs> okay, Our kids okay. would never would never slip up the opportunity to avoid someone dying. Well, yeah. I mean, that was like how it was in the sub, too. Sarah, please tell me that he does die in the manga. No, he has a parachute. Oh, I can't have any. Because no, but because it like it makes sense because like these guys have entered into a game that's like, oh, this is a death game, but then like they're fucking wimps and aren't putting their own lives on the line. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas actually, like Yami and Kaiba are really, really into putting their lives in the line because that's their kink, and who are we to shame them for it? Because <laughs> they're, um, they're complete fools. <laughs> yeah, like I've literally got the notes. Like those, because um, all the girls have these stupid little chains on the front of their cloaks that don't do anything, that don't fasten anything, and I felt extremely validated in this episode where whenever he pulled the chain and the chain turned out to be the hat, like the trigger pulley for a parachute to come out of the back of his robe and i was like finally i understand the purpose of this random costuming thing anyway that annoyed me do do you think that each uh ghoul has like a bespoke chain that has their own function to it or are they all parachutes i think they're all (laughs) backup plans they're just different backup plans for different death games. Well, I don't know. I don't know what should be funnier. Parachutes. I, I, I think it's very funny for them to all be parachutes. That that thing yeah. is done. That would make so much sense and is probably true. But what if they were all parachutes? <laughs> they're all parachutes. Mm. What if Malik just likes to take the ghoul skydiving a couple every couple weekends? Yeah, you know the way. You know the way. Uh, the first time we saw the ghouls, they were on like a pirate ship. They were, you know, they were fucking One Piece out here, but like Millennium. <laughs> so what well, if like he just went to like a skydiving club and was like, "Y'all work for me now." <laughs> I'm thinking about the boat thing, and maybe if they pulled on theirs, it would turn into a flotation device. Oh my god, hmm. it's like floaties. <laughs> or maybe like the. Or maybe like they like come into the Domino City like skydiving in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's... yeah, they all dive down in formation. <laughs> oh my come god! Come on, ghouls! Now let's get information. <laughs> mm. Um, <laughs> thanks, fiance. Thank you. Yeah. 
so so yeah um yugi has like a little thing where he's like oh i should have known you'd have something like this like you're you're not gonna die in the death game you fucking wimps um and then he's just like so yeah your partner's lost uh surrender um and kaiba's just like no i want to kill him yeah yeah, Yami says we're duelists, so attacking him would damage our pride. And Kaiba just says crushing my enemies sustains my pride. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I love so- I love Kaiba so much. Mm. Um. um oh yes, the mask of light gets brain controlled by Marek. Um, like he's just kneeling, like oh my god, I've lost, and then starts clutching his head and screaming yeah. because like Marek's calling. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I. Maybe you did get it and I just wasn't listening, but I do want to note, like, in the dub, there's, like, a specific bit of dialogue here about, like, how, about how, like, Kaiba, or, like, Yami doesn't want to hurt the dude. He wants answers, but Kaiba just wants his guy gone. He wants his revenge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think Um, for us, Yami just doesn't want to hurt the dude because of dealist pride, but, like, that actually makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Dapio is talking to Kaiba. Um, <laughs> well, hey, when you think about it, though, you know, when you think about it, it's Dapio. When you think about it, when Dapio, you know, turns into Diavolo, he gets a little, gets a little bit taller, gets a little bit more powerful because, of, uh, like, a different soul is inside him. That's just the same as Yugi and Yami. Yeah. Hmm. I just now I'm just thinking about what if, like, every time Yami wanted to talk to Yugi, Yugi was like. And then picked up the Millennium Puzzle and was like, Mushy Mushy, you get this. <laughs> very good. Oh, it's so uh, if I, you haven't watched JoJo, go watch JoJo. It's good. Yeah, do yourself a favor. Does what, is, what does Malik even say here? He's just like, yo, what's up, Kaiba? Come kick your ass, dude. Yeah. Um, he, I honestly don't good, remember homeboy? what he does outside of like maybe taunting. But, yeah, he, but he like, says- Kaiba... Oh, go ahead. No, like, he, like, Marek, like, the sort of things he hits, like, he says, like, oh, this was, like, thanks for showing me your god card. This was my plan all along. I just wanted to see how your decks were constructed. So now I know my deck can definitely beat your decks. So there's random threatening. And then he also threatens the Pharaoh a bit and is like, dude, I'm going to kill you. Um, I, and then I showed you the my last... god card. Please respond. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh. And then the shit. last thing he says is just threatening Joey, An- Joey Nanzu. Yeah, he's like, he meet me in about... the jail pit in five minutes if you want an ass kicking. That's pretty much it. <laughs> specifically says that uh, Taya and Joey are now his mind slaves. Gross. Yeah. I don't like the word mind slaves. Yeah, they're just, we, we, we see them, they're brainwashed. They're just like standing all creepily mm-hmm. in the, the warehouse, the, the dock warehouse, warehouse 2.0. Yeah. Um, so now we cut to another very creepy scene of Honda just existing. Yeah, uh, like yeah. there honestly, there are like good parts to this scene, but the fact that Honda is in it kind of removes them. Oh, actually, yeah. though, did we mention before that um, uh, Mokuba shows up to the roof oh, right. of yeah. the helicopter? Oh, and like Kaiba just loots Lewis's body. <laughs> yeah, he loots them for puzzle cards, and then he's like, "Hey, you, you take this. Now we're both in the final. I can jail you. Please jail me, darling, yeah. darling. I love you. Please jail me." It's like the nicest and fairest Kaiba has ever been. He's just yeah. like. We follow the rules Do it, here. Take in, a in bite. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Honda scene. Um, like the train pulls up, Honda like runs off of the train to buy a fuck ton of bento boxes. Yeah. She um, has like oh, 
In the dub, he specifically says, ah, fuck it, just one of everything. I think, and, and, like, from what I gathered is that he just, like, goes up and he's like, I need every single bento box you have. Um, implicitly that, like, this is to share between him and Serenity, but then, like, we cut to later and he's just eaten most of them himself. Yeah. yeah. He, also in the dub, he, they do make sure to to uh, make things a little bit more discer- understandable to American viewers. He talks about how these bento boxes have things like burger and fries, burrito oh supreme, macaroni and cheese, also sushi. Sushi? What's that? that I'm, I'm American. I don't understand. That's like the one thing Americans know, so he's, they threw it in. Yeah. Fair. Um, yeah, I think like, like the, the woman mentions like, oh, there's eel flavored ones and prawn flavored ones and fucking whatever. I mean, whatever. Um, one of everything. But, 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 yeah, and like uh, Shizuka, like he's like Tristan's just there eating all of the bento boxes, and Shizuka's just like having a really nice fucking heartfelt conversation about how much she loves and supports her brother, and like all her apprehensions about taking up her bandages, and it's like, oh my god, Shizuka get like character. Yeah, it's it's a bit. It's so like weird. there's a specific thing about how she's really worried. How, like, it, what if she takes the bandages off and she's still blind? I yeah. yeah. I I honestly like wouldn't be surprised if that was the case, right? Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. a really nice emotional speech. Shizuka kind of asks Honda's like, "Does does Janochi think I'm a burden?" And then Honda's like, "You know," and and. It's just so frustrating because every once in a while Honda does say something like nice and insightful and it's just ruined by the, the virtue of him being Honda. But he's like, you need to be the one to give Jinochi courage now, not the other way around. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, if only we didn't have, like, we have fucking had that thing earlier in, like, in episode, the first one we talked about, where, like, Honda's doing that thing where, like, because, oh, she's, like, got her eyes covered, like, she can't see him so he can make as many creepy faces as he wants. And, like, I fucking hate that shit. What? Ugh. This was what I think during the friend zone scene. Um, wow. It, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and then like he just says good things and like fucking thank Honda for doing a good thing. Don't do the rest of the things. Yeah. <sighs> um, but yeah, yeah, that's basically that's it. pretty much the episode. Um, Honda is not valid. No, never, 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 ever. Yeah, I feel like Serenity's pure validity balances out him, so yeah. I mean, who can say if it's good or bad or not? Um, Honda so- was <sighs> valid when he cared a lot about cleaning stuff and <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, gardening and stuff. Yeah. Um. Uh. So like, they like fly off in the helicopter, and that's the end of the episode. So do you want to get into the third episode? Because it's God. not much to talk about. Yeah, yeah, episodes episode seventy four bonds more like bondage. Lol. They I'm call like it. Uh, <laughs> it's episode twenty five. The rescue. The, re- the rescue. No, they don't even. I mean, I guess they're going to rescue them. I guess. I mean, bonds make sense because like we go over everyone's like bonds with each other. You know, yeah. in, like in Dungeon World, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they resolve no. their XP. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. we should play Dungeon World again. God, but the first, the first thing I've noted about this episode is that the funky music from our outro is here. Yes! Oh, fuck yes. Every single time I hear it, I'm like, yay! Um, and there's like a little montage of the dealing around the city and like they're yeah. blocking traffic. Um, it's, it's always so weird to see 
Because, like, I always forget that there's more than five characters in this show, and there's other yeah. people having regular duels around the city as well. Yeah, yeah. we see some, like, funky-looking duelists. Yeah, like, these two guys are dueling. One of them looks like he could be the protagonist of a knockoff uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! anime. He looks like Beyblade. Yeah, he looks like a Beyblade. I mean, like, the, he, lo- he looks like the Beyblade protagonist, but yes, that too. <laughs> this episode is just a clip show. Yeah. That's... It's a it's a clip show, but I think it's done fairly well. Like it has like a neat little window yeah. format of like the conversation that Kaiba and Yami have in the helicopter. Yeah, it's and... it's a good clip show because I didn't realize it was a clip show at first. Yeah, it took me a moment. Um, oh yeah. First, I do actually want to mention before we move on that this is where we find out that the Domino City cops work for Kaiba Corporation. <laughs> Because, like, during the duelist montage, people, like, they're blocking traffic and, like, the people in the cars are like, get out of here! And, like, the the police come around and are like, sorry, we can't move these people because uh, Kaiba Corporation owns this city (laughs) and you have to move your car, sir. They don't say that specifically. They just say the road's been closed off in this area for Duelist Kingdom. I mean, that's pretty much what they say. But they do kind of mention that, like, Kaiba Corporation is the biggest thing yeah. in the city and we have to buy to them mm. basically he's got every cop in his pocket yeah oh. yeah so i guess we so could you... go over like the the conversation they have because and the most important thing about it which is kaiba is a staunch atheist kaiba oh my god this is this is prime kaiba content right like here. he like works himself into so many like just does so many like brain wiggles to like get out of believing in magic. Yeah, it, like, it's wild. He's, Yugi specifically cites the time Kaiba was turned into a card, and he just says it was a cheap trick. That's literally what he says in the sub too. Yeah, uh, like I'll just go through. I think you know. So Yami's looking out the window and brooding. I do want to mention that Yami's hair is fucking huge in this episode. Oh, it's it's quite large. It's, it's rather oh, large. It's so, so much bigger than normal, and it's big normally. He got yeah. the good pomade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he went. He went to Ulta and got the good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, there there are a couple bits in like this conversation where like secretly he is wondering if this shit's actually true, but <laughs> but like really? doing his best to deny it. Like he never wait, admit it. Like like when Yugi talks about meeting a Shizu, he's like, wait, he said he's a pharaoh, and that matches a Shizu's story. No, yeah. I refuse to believe this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it sort of goes like, yeah. So he's looking at the window. Kaiba is like, so how do you know about this Marek guy? And Yami's like, I don't know. And we don't. We, but we both have Millennium items. And then um, Kaiba's like, that's not real. And then y- y- he's like, fucking remember when your soul got put into a car by a Millennium item? And then we get like a bunch of flashbacks. Um, first, we get a flashback to Duelist Kingdom of Kaiba getting put into a car by Pegasus. No, um, Pegasus. Yeah, and then, um, okay, the part of this episode that, like, just really hits me in the honey nut filios is when Yami, like, explains to Kaiba that he's a pharaoh and, like, tells him his whole backstory. Yes. Yeah. They both, like, really... freak out. Yeah. yeah. Kaiba and Mokuba make, like, funny fucking Scooby-Doo faces. They're like, <laughs> they do. Yeah, it's really good. Nani? Yeah. Nani? But, like, Scooby-Doo um... voice, Nani? Yeah, Kaiba's like losing his mind over these revelations. Yeah. And like, Kaiba, you wield a, the power of a god that you'd like flaunt all the time, and you recognize that it's like beyond the card game, and you still don't believe in any of this. 
Yeah, this mm-hmm. is when he starts thinking about Ishizu, because like, he clearly doesn't want to believe anything that Yami's telling him, but then in his mind he's thinking about, like, well, fucking remember that time there was a tablet and it literally had Yugi on it? Them's the <laughs> facts. But mm-hmm. then he's like, nah. No, Ishizu no. must have planted <laughs> some weird ideas in your brain. It's wrong. There's, like, at one point, like, Mokuba's, like, listening in, like, okay, so that's what happened, huh? And Yeah, Mokuba totally just believes everything face value. And Kaiba says, that's ridiculous, Mokuba. Yugi, do me a favor and stop corrupting my little brother's mind with your lies. <laughs> <laughs> the thing Ironically, he specifically I... says for us is, that's unscientific. <laughs> you expect me to believe such an unscientific story? Kaiba, you have a god card, once again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, um, there's one more Kaiba quote I've got for the dub, which is, like, after talking about how, how like, Yami fought, like, a Norded dude and got Slifer, he says, using magic to control people's minds? I suppose you believe in the Tooth Fairy as well. Okay, it's really funny that that's the line they have, because in the sub, we get, it's possible, it's psychologically possible to brainwash and control someone. So Kaiba's like, yeah, that actually, that one, that one checks out. Yeah, like, or maybe he's just like, yeah, well, that was science, not magic. Yeah. <laughs> I am like, just like this whole show has like a, just a strange, weird line that it walks between science and magic where they're like the same thing, but they're also completely... It's just, just, just some wild like hoops yeah. we're jumping through here. Magic is just science we can't explain. Yes, and that's... Yeah. Pretty much it. We end with like a bunch of Joey flashbacks, and which yeah. then cuts to like you know the helicopter swooping down to Domino Pier and Yami like valiantly going off to rescue Janichi, and it's like oh hell yeah! I, I yeah, actually am really excited about next week's episode. Yami is ready to like whip ass next episode. He's like, I won't let the ghouls trample over your spirit. Uh, like go yeah. off this. Yeah. So yeah, they they get to the dockside high out and Yugi's gonna save his friends and that's the end of the episode hell yeah 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 um uh, i'm prepped this week so how about uh, oh, beyond yes. tune world beyond tune wardo <laughs> there you go you don't need so, to edit it in max this time yeah so yeah. <laughs> since this week's episodes were very very uh kaiba focused uh <laughs> i decided to look up uh kaiba's uh voice actor uh have we not done kaiba yet or we've done his american voice actor but not his japanese voice act- we've done Ooh. his american voice actor his season zero voice actor but not his japanese voice actor his japanese oh. voice actor is very good i like him yeah a lot. so good his name is kenjiro suda uh he was born in 1971 he's from osaka uh he works at stardust promotion as an actor and uh amuleto as a voice actor uh some of his many roles some of his many many roles include like hans from attack on titan uh let's see he was aoba yamashiro from naruto uh let's see he he is the let's see ah fuck my rhymes oh uh he's seijiro mikoshiba from free uh what was the one i really wanted to know this isn't it but uh he was fire emblem in tiger and bunny 
and uh, he had two roles in JoJo's. Uh, Who? He was uh, he was uh, Blueford, and, okay, and he was also uh, let me. I saw it earlier. His uh, his JoJo role for part five. Oh I do. God. I will mention yeah, that, like, Bruce is the character that got me to like start in JoJo because it's fucking yeah. Bill Bruford from Yes, King Crimson, and everything. Big hair, yeah. Big hair. Oh, so, he's uh, a. I might have this wrong. Uh, Tiziano in uh, Golden Wind. Tiziano. Tiziano. Hmm. Yeah, Tiziano. Oh yeah. shit! Uh, he was in. Sekiro as a uh, Genichiro Ashina. He was Gen- oh, what? oh my! Oh my God! You're, Holy shit! Oh my God! You're totally right. Oh my God! I can't. Yes. I can like. I can immediately hear it in my mind now. Holy shit! Kaiba! Oh my God! Damn, my day is brightened so much. Oh my! Thank mm-hmm. you. Reasons so much. to play Sekiro, you get to kill Kaiba. And wait, I don't want to kill Kaiba. I do need to finish Sekiro though. I have like three trophies left because I have to yeah. play the game I like four times. It. I finished it. I didn't get all. I didn't get some of the endings. There's an ending where like you basically kill all the good guys. <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like. I watched a video of that ending and like lost my mind. Yeah. I don't so want to kill Emma. I don't want to kill Emma. I don't want to kill Emma. Like it's it's a really bad ending, but it's just really fun. Where you basically anyway. Anyway, this is our Sakura podcast. I we do have one question. <laughs> podcast die twice. Um, thank you. Yeah. Podcast uh, die twice. Hey, I just want to ask if, like, there's these two really old ones. Uh, did we go over these? I feel I like we haven't remember. done a great job of deleting older messages. Yeah, I'm Usually deleting I some do. older ones right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I like I'm looking at these, and I think we've done all of them apart from the most recent one. Okay, then. Yeah. Uh, which is very nice, and I will read it out. Um, it's from Anonymous, uh, and it says, I don't have a funny question this week, so I just want to ask... How are y'all doing today? Smiley face. Hope it's going good. I'm doing okay. Uh, I I forgot to do some errands that I need to do tomorrow, but otherwise I'm doing pretty all right. Yeah, I'm How doing well. I'm doing well. My birthday is in three days. Um, I'm be I'm be friggin' twenty six Christian years old. Are I'm your feet old- dry? My feet are dry now. Yeah, is is really really raining today, and I stepped in a lot of puddles, and like my shoes are very breathable, which means my feet got all wet. Um, I don't want to talk about my feet too much in this podcast. <laughs> hmm. That's a is this podcast? We always talk about feet. We talk about it a lot. Is the thing. <laughs> I mean, speaking of feet, did you see the royal baby's feet pics that Megan fucking what's her face posted on Twitter? Yeah, I I'm don't want to. I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up if you talk about feet one more time. <laughs> Hmm. Um, I'm good. Uh, I'm doing great. I have a master's degree now, probably. I think. Master McCostumes. I am. I. You may call me Master McCostumes. I have a Master of Fucking Arts. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> That's what the F stands for. That's we what know. the F stands for. We know this to fucking be Fucking arts. <laughs> and I have a BS. I also have a ba. A ba. Ba. Uh, BA. A BFA stands for big fucking ass. Thank yeah, you. Big fucking ass. <laughs> Master of fucking arts. Um, is that podcast? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, where are we? We should. Okay, we should. We. Oh we yeah, we gotta talk about didn't it. Forget to. We did forget to talk about the tournament properly last week. Oops. Um. I mean, we mentioned it. We had the announcement. Yeah. Um, but just little reminders that we are doing a Yu-Gi-Oh! tournament called the Cup of Greed. Mm-hmm. 
And if you want to be a part of it, it runs from the 3rd of June to the 9th of June. June? June. Um, and if you want to, if you if you want to, just come into our Discord. Basically, there's also some details on Twitter and stuff. Come into our Discord and look in the Cup of Greed channel. Everything is pinned there. Um, you'll need to sign up with a cool persona. You, we use Yu-Gi-Oh Pro. Um, we have Red to train us all on the arts of dueling and keep us right. Anything yeah, else? Every, everything is like pretty well automated. Um, welcome all skill levels. Um, the Discord link should be fixed. They're on Twitter. Um, yeah. We make sure the sign-up date is, I believe, the 24th of May, which is a week from yes. Friday. Um, mm-hmm. So you still have a good amount of time to like make your deck and sign up and everything. Um, yeah. 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 The date that uh, live-action Aladdin comes out in the UK. So you have until then. You have hmm. until then. There's your, there's your threat to get yeah. it done by then. Or else we'll make you watch live-action Aladdin. Or, or else you have to look at big blue Will Smith on screen. Hmm. <laughs> um... Uh... Where are we? We? Uh, we are podofgreed.tumblr.com or at podofgreedcast on Twitter. Join our Discord, as I already mentioned. I am Sarah McCostumes everywhere. I am Maxi Bajillion everywhere. I am Dan Silva, uh, at Mike underscore Dawson with a zero on Twitter. Uh, Happy Mother's Day, Xbox? Yeah, you can follow my uh, comedy blog at Xbox underscore holiday. Uh, Xbox celebrated a happy, happy Mother's Day Xbox yesterday. Shout out to all the moms, uh, except for the shitty ones. Uh, <laughs> and also tomorrow is Goro Majima's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Joker. Yeah. What else? Uh, happy Twisted Birthday. Ooh. Hmm. Dang, Goro Majima... <sighs> Yeah, I I guess I could plug some random thing, but I mean, I we guess I'll plug six feet under again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll plug six feet under again because I want more people listening to that. It's incredible. Yeah, uh, and with that, we are still talking about feats, and we'll end our podcast. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was a feat of feet. <laughs>